Hey, welcome to the Why Does It Matter podcast, a new podcast from Hope Community Church Aintree. Uh, I'm joined by Aaron Waters, my great friend. My name's Lee Jennings. And these podcasts are simply a conversation about why certain things matter in the Christian faith. We hope you've enjoyed the ones so far. Wherever you're listening, why don't you go on and like us and rate us and help us to uh, spread these a little bit further. Today we're talking about one of the things that is so important to our life as Christians, yet something which has so often been misinterpreted in some way. Today we are talking about why does it matter that we are part of the church? have different cultures different countries that we come from ethnicity all these backgrounds but that's not what makes us uh, different that's not what makes us the same as well uh, we are in christ and and therefore we are that's what one. unites us that that's what brings yeah, us that oneness yeah. Yeah. and so precious that we can come from any type of background but if we are in christ we are one pit people Yeah, so looking into this uh, question, why does it matter uh, to be part of the church, um, we come across this uh, verse which has been um, quoted quite often um, around this time. Uh, in Hebrews 10, uh, it says in verse 23, um, or 24 even, and let us uh, consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching which is a, a fantastic verse and, and um, last year we would all agree <laughs> but uh, we're coming into a, a, a culture where we are doing church online just because of the way in which lockdowns has happened and uh, and to almost uphold the witness um, as a church of following uh, the rules and um, so how does that look that obeying that verse in today's uh, society and in the the culture of lockdown i think this verse has been used so much by people and and probably in two different ways it's been used as as an argument why we should be in the building you know the, the verse says do not give up meeting together therefore you know we should be in the building is kind of one way that people have been saying it and then the other way that it's been used is to say, you know, the, the verses do not give up meeting together. Well, actually, we're online and we are still meeting together and this is legitimate. And I, I kind of agree with that personally. I think we are meeting together, particularly when we look at the purpose of why we meet together as the church. And maybe in years gone by, you know, people just uh, went to church because it was Sunday and it was an automatic thing. And as generations have changed, things have changed over the decades it's less of an automatic assumed things the, uh, these days to just automatically go to church. And that's where some context is really helpful for this particular verse. You know, the writer of Hebrews, who we, we don't know who they are, but we know they're writing to a Hebrew people, is writing to the Hebrew people to say, you know, because the curtain temple was torn in two when, when Jesus died upon the cross, the presence of God has, has gone out into the world. And, and we need to live that life now, knowing that we're free from sin, our consciences have been wiped clean. And therefore, you know, we need to gather together to encourage one another and build one another up in this very truth, to spur one another on to good works, not to go on sinning, not to go to a religious way of doing things, but to spur one another on. And so I think, you know, when we're online, um, you know, I think one of the key differences to, to being online to, you know, just 
downloading a sermon to watch or listen to is that we still see each other we, we can see one another's faces we can type to one another we can chat to one another afterwards um, and actually that key thing there for me is fellowship there's fellowship because I think one of the key questions we maybe need to start with in this is you know if we're told to gather together well what actually is the church yeah uh, that's actually true uh, unpack what it actually means because yeah the way we've um done things in the past the way we thought might not necessarily be correcting our mindset what we've been what our church has been doing could be correct but what our mindset has been doing like do i view church as just showing up on a sunday and listening to the sermon and singing the songs and then going home or do i view church as and and, and this is where we have to unpack what church means are we praying together as a church you know, are we sharing each other to, with each other our our feelings of, of what what's been happening throughout the week? How we have trusted in the Lord, how, how the Lord has tested us, and and how He's been speaking to us in in certain situations? Uh, are we reading the Word with each other? Um, and and it, and this involves uh, so much rather than just showing up on the Sunday. Um, there's actually a, a quote. Um, I'm trying to uh, memorize it now. It's it's um, treating. Uh, we treat church uh, almost. We treat God as an um, as an adoption of of um, only going on weekend visits. Um, wow. uh, you know, rather than treating him as as being part of of the family yeah, uh, true of God. Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think one of the things that we know that church isn't is simply the building. And we've we've talked about this for years and years that the church is not the the building. The church yeah. is the people. Yeah, that has been challenged so much this year, and it's been really interesting um, how many people have struggled with not being in the building. When we've always talked about you don't need to be in the building, and the church mm-hmm. isn't the building. The church is the body um, and the church is is a family uh, and I think so that's one of the things church is church is a family isn't it that you know once before we knew Jesus we had a story to our lives we were living our life in a particular way maybe we we had identity in certain things or what we did but when we gave our lives to Jesus we get a new story we get his story we become part of his story and he has a great and wonderful plan for our lives mm. And with that, we also gain a new family. We become part of the great family of God with sisters and brothers around the world of others who know, who know Jesus. So we, we become a family, but we also become a fellowship, a, a gathering together, a, a being together. And in the, the, the book of Acts, uh, just after Peter, Peter has preached his incredible uh, Pentecost sermon, we read about the, the fellowship of believers. This is Acts 2, verse 42. It says this. This is talking about the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking bread and to prayer. So there's a couple of things there that might describe what the, the church is. It's a devoted bunch of people who, were, who are devoted what to, to, to teaching that's from the word of God and the way to live our lives, to fellowship, to, to being in relationship with one another, to the breaking of bread, to celebrating communion and to prayer. Hmm. Going back to what you said as well uh, as uh, being that family and fellowship and um, it's having our identity in Christ. We become um, part of, of, a, of a new family. Hmm. Um, you almost have um, two families, just to go off on a tangent here, uh, of those that are in Adam, those are in Christ yeah. and uh, there's this nature now that we have that we're able to um, relate to to each other as Christians in a whole new way and 
that should be taken advantage of. And uh, I always love the way in which Jesus talks about it. Um, there, there's some parts of, the, of where he actually specifically talks about loving your brothers and sisters, but all through his teaching, it's there ingrained in what he was saying uh, almost like it's a mentality like they are your brothers and sisters treat them as such you know uh, and and show them love don't let them stumble these kinds of words that jesus mentioned and then also paul went on to to mention a lot in corinthians as well and and, and looking after the fellow brother and sister yeah and and uh, uh, 1 thessalonians five eleven says uh, 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 encourage one another and build one another up just mm. as in fact you are doing mm. um, and there's that incredible verse in Proverbs isn't there yeah I was going to try and beat you to it yeah <laughs> go on uh, well in Proverbs 27 and 17 iron sharpens iron and it's so true we as Christians we, we sharpen each other in, in the word in prayer in fellowship encouraging each other exhorting each other it's just that there's so much to that um, uh, that um, no one else can do it but us as Christians. Yeah. We live in a very individualistic wor- world at the moment. And I think one of the important things that we must remember is, uh, as those who have been called and are in Christ as disciples of Jesus Christ, is that we are not called into isolation. And our world around us right now is very me-focused. E- even our technology. Our technology is, what's it called? iPad, iPhone. It's, it's all <laughs> about me, isn't it? And it's it's all about what, what I can do, how we can do things. And our world is very individualistic. Uh, and one of the risks uh, for Christians is that if we take ourselves away from the church, if we think we can just do it alone, which, you know, I've heard so many times, you know, I can do church myself because I can listen to the worship music I want to listen to and mm. I can listen to this, the preacher that I want to listen to and I can take some time to listen to God in prayer. And actually, when you listen to that kind of sentence, you think all you've done is you've made you've made worship a consumer thing. You've made it all about, yeah. you know, my style of doing things, my way of doing things. And I think there's a real importance in in accountability with one another. That actually, when when we're left isolated, with you know the raft of newspapers, the raft of the internet, everything else in front of us, where we can reinforce our own ideas, it's so easy to to go off on wacky ideas. And I think this is where we've seen people in the past, you know, who have done things in in the name of faith um, that are just totally different and aside from from what mainstream church might teach and what we might see in the Bible, because people have have been working in isolation, not together. And I think that takes us to kind of the next picture we see of what the church is. And we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul describes the church as as a body. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12 says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Uh, and then a little bit further on, verse 14, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So each of us have a part to play and we all look different. We all have a different function and a different part to play. It doesn't mean any of us are greater or lesser than anybody else because the church is a body and every part has a part to play within it. Yeah, 100%. And it, it's almost a shame uh, for, for those people uh, who go away from um, our, our churches and, and, and do church on their own, in, in so to speak, um, because we're missing out on their gifts as well and, and mm. what they can offer, as, as you said, uh, the body. And pff, it's so easy to sin when I'm not with Christians. <laughs> so much easier, <laughs> 10 times easier. And and the, 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 that's the thing. Um, we're, we're there to, to help each other in, in um, serving with each other, yeah. but to help each other 
in protecting each other as well. I think I think so many people have struggled this year. Everyone has struggled this year um, without being able to gather in the same way. It's been great to gather online. It's so important that we gather online. Mm. But there is something we miss about that being with one another, isn't there? And that, that natural flow of conversation, that encouragement of one another, the ability to have a chat one-on-one with with somebody yeah. and I think we've we've missed that in some way and it's that old illustration isn't it of, of the coal that's taken out of the fire goes colder a lot quicker than the coal that is together and we, we've uh, we, we've seen some snow recently in our nation haven't we not around here because we live <laughs> near the sea but um but there's been snow and snowflakes are so fragile and, and so you know they're they're unique uh, there's no other snowflake like uh, another um uh, and if a snowflake lands on your face it melts within moments mm. yet when that snow sticks together it, it brings our nation practically to a standstill you know there's real <laughs> power and strength in being a unique people yeah. who stick together and i think the other picture we see then of the church we see in ephesians uh, ephesians chapter 5 paul talks about um, wives and husbands uh, and so there's a picture of um, the church as an in intimate relationship with one another uh, and he talks about um caring for one another he says you know no one no one hated their own body but we feed and care for our own body uh, just as christ is for the church and we're members of the body mm. and so paul paints this picture of like a loving relationship that deeply cares for one another yeah. you know we're the bride of christ as the church we deeply love jesus uh, mm. our bride but also he is he is the groom and he deeply loves us his church, his bride. It's a two-way relationship, the church. The church isn't just a, a gathering simply for us to give glory to God in one way. The church is where we also gather uh, and corporately uh, God's love is poured out upon us. The church is something that was uh, begun and instilled by God. Jesus prays in, in John 17 that his followers would be a united people, that yeah. we would be one as he and the Father is one as him and the Father love one another so that we as believers would love one another and that we would love God. Yeah, yeah. When um, I, I like this uh, image as well of of, uh, of, of being a body, because when one believer hurt, we all hurt. Yeah. And uh, even uh, this should uh, shape the way in which we uh, view uh, praying for the persecuted church as well. Mm. They are hurting out there. Yeah. We are to hurt with them, uh, and we're to pray for them as well. They, we are one body, one people, uh, which is a lovely thought because mm. it, it kind of. Um, in one sense it goes towards what you were saying about the snowflakes as well we all have different cultures different countries that we come from ethnicity all these backgrounds but that's not what makes us uh, different that's not what makes us the same as well Uh, we are in Christ and, and therefore we are that's what unites us. That that's what brings us yeah, that oneness, yeah. isn't it? And so precious that we can come from any type of background. But if we are in Christ, we are one people. Yeah, and the church should be a beautifully inclusive picture mm. of every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every background, every race, everything yeah. uh, together as one, united in Christ. Yeah. Maybe one of the things for us at the moment then to just talk about is is with the whole lockdown and church being online. You know, is is the, the the risk of consumer church? You know, we we as a church, we one of the things that we decided early on was that we would do live Sunday mornings, and we would do it on on Zoom so that we could interact and we could have chat and we could do fellowship and breakout rooms. We wanted church to still have that level to it, rather than just being a video that's put out to watch. And one of the reasons was we we really think that fellowship is important as part of. The church and, and you know as we can't do that in the building you know we we could have services in the building but no one could talk to one another that that takes away part of what it means to be the church in our expression and belief of church mm. one of the risks for us at the minute is when when we are able to gather again i think one of the things we need to think about as followers of jesus is 
is the importance of gathering again because yeah. it can be all too easy to to sit down and watch a church service online from somewhere else in the world mm. um and then say well my local church doesn't do worship like that my local church doesn't preach sermons like that my local church doesn't have the production that that these kind of yeah. you know, the mega churches around the world have i'm just going to i'm just going to watch these big churches nowadays and i'm not going to bother with the church on on the doorstep mm. and i think one of the really important things for us is to remember that we gather uh, because we're a fellowship to build one another to encourage one another as iron sharpens iron so one person yeah. sharpens another as we've said already yeah. that when we're able to safely and legally gather together that we do so out of love for one another in the same way that we've gathered online out of love for one another yeah yeah no i i love that picture and it's something that we we should follow we are getting into this um mindset of being in a comfort zone of just Mm -hmm. being comfortable with our situation Mm -hmm. and that'll be that'll happen when we come out of uh of lockdown it'll only increase that we're in this comfort zone of you know what i'm i'm just gonna watch uh church online Mm -hmm. today but we need to get out of that comfort zone um and 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 live for jesus in in that sense and and obey what he's been telling us to do in his word you know our time's nearly come up so can i just uh throw one last thing your way aaron um so there's, there's been debate over the years about the purpose of the church. So is the church a cruise ship for believers or a lifeboat for the lost? Uh, you know, that's been, that's been a school of thought. Is, is the church supposed to be a comfortable place where believers only gather together to glorify God, to build one another, to break bread together, all those kind of things, and it's for believers only? Or there's the other school of thought, the church is a lifeboat for the lost, that the church is the only organization uh, that is there purely for the benefit of, of those who aren't currently part of it what's your thoughts on that so if we we just talked about how the church is building each other up so that's the assumption that we're all christians that iron sharpens iron the assumption uh christians um so i, I would argue straight away that uh, it's a cruise ship for for believers however um can it be just that black and white? Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's, there's always going to be that one person, that odd person coming in who are, are not Christian. And this is all, almost why um, the gospel should be preached um, within your sermon. Um, because all scriptures, Jesus points it, points to, to Jesus Christ. I know I'm going off in a tangent here, um, but but the, the, I think the idea of church and, and what it's there for is for believers. It is there to, um, it's definitely there to be a witness in, in the world, in this dark world. It's the light in this dark world. But the the primary goal of, of the church, in my opinion, is to build each other up um, yeah. in, in, in the scripture, in, in praying together, in fellowship, in, in, in all these things that um, um, we're in the habit of not doing so, anymore. So the purpose of the church is, is a gathering of those who love and know Jesus to mm. be encouraged to... Uh, to, to receive teaching, to glorify God in, in worship, to, to share communion together, to pray together. But actually, as the individual members of that body, we're then called to go into the world, mm. uh, to go and make disciples of all nations uh, and to do the work of an evangelist. Our gathering is to be encouraged and built up and to be prayed up and ready to be sent and to go. Yeah. And then we gather to be refilled in order to go. The church is a gathering in order to go. Yeah, The church is a beautiful thing. It's the bride of Christ every nation every tongue every background gathering together under the headship of jesus jesus is the the leader of his church uh, and it's a beautiful thing to be part of his church Mm. why don't i pray for us before we close today 
Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you've called us to be part of your body and your bride, your church. Help us to be a beautiful witness in this world, to gather together, to build one another up, whether we do that virtually online or whether we do that physically in a building. And would you fill us with a passion to go, to go and make disciples of all nations, to go and share you with others in order that they may be part of your body and your bride too. You love your bride and so should we. Help us to fall more and more in love with you and more in love with your church that you've called us to be part of. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.